Good people of Los Angeles and those with Angelino sympathies the world over. Yeah. Tonight on the FCFC pod, FSA, FSA, we got Sway, drawer of banners, painter of beautiful art, driver of amazing, low-riding, three-inches-from-the-ground cars. <laughs> we talk about those cars. We talk about music. We talk about different aspects of Southern California culture. We talk about the heart, the organ Sway and I have both had operated on. Shout out to Ezra, who's also had it operated on. Always, shout Yay. out. And uh, shout out to the Expos, who do a heart walk every year, I believe. Yep. Maybe you should go Which check that I out. I have to do. Yeah. Yep. That, I'm going to be going down this year. And uh, as the usual, warning. guys, we are in Dweezy's backyard in Expo Park. There are helicopters. Actually, no helicopters today. Uh, some cars driving by. No Pandose Man today. No. Huh. It's Quiet. a weird evening. At Expo Park. Yes. Um, and as per usual, we do have potty mouths. I do intend to use mine. So if you're at work or around children and you feel like you shouldn't be listening to profanity, it's probably a good time to stop listening. I hate everybody that went to Leon. Fuck you guys. I'm so sad. I feel the same way. Fuck you all. Yeah. I love you all. Drink more tea. Swear more often. Fuckers. Oh, dweez. Hit one. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host, Slim. Sitting across from me is my co-host, Big Dweez. Yo. To my left is Josh Sexy, but I look kind of homeless today. Spice. Yurt! <laughs> and we have a very special <laughs> guest today. Um, the the North End and 3252 has has an image and, and a feel about them where, you know, it, it comes up from people that dip their hands into to creating this. And dip that hands, Sway. <laughs> one of the, our guys, Sway, over here has, has been a big part in uh, bringing a lot of imagery. Um, if you've been on an, an away day and you saw a big 3252 banner with yeah. all the supporters group's logos on there, that was big Sway. So we wanted to welcome Sway into the backyard this week. Cheers, boys. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, brother. Thank you for inviting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this out. Fudge. Oh, shit, I fucking said a bad word, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I love that. Fudge. Fudge. Fuck, I said a bad word. Oh, fuck it, I said it wrong. My bad. <laughs> um, and as usual, Dweez is going to kick it off with what we usually start this pod with. Sway has listened to the podcast before, so I think you already know what I'm going to ask you. Your oldest football memory. <laughs> I was 10. It was a dark and gloomy night. Yes. <laughs> um, we always visit our um, my dad's family in Guadalajara. Mm. And at that time, it was, of course, eight, 1986. So it was Mexico, 86. Mm. So it was my first time watching a global kind of football match. I never really got into soccer. <coughs> Played 
when me and my brother used to play in the park. Mm -hmm. It was fun. But I really got into skateboarding and surfing mm -hmm. at that time. <coughs> and so, um, yeah, when I first saw that first soccer match, football match, see my cousins around the little, looked like a 12-inch boob tube. <laughs> and, yeah, we got into it, and that was a great fun memory. And every year, we always, every four years, we used to go in two months ago. Just to just to hang out with my family, mm -hmm. just to see that. So it was always fun. Do you remember who was playing that day? The first that first one? Not really. Yeah, that was you the only probably thing. watched like the whole tournament. Right? Yeah, we watched the whole tournament. The only thing I remember was just the final. Yeah. That was the one that I really because my cousins were all into Germany. Yeah, my dad was all about Argentina, mm. ah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. going for Germany, pops. Sorry, and of course Germany <laughs> lost. I think right, yeah. three, two. Uh, I don't yeah. remember what it was Diego but, Maradona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That so, was his tournament. They, they got it back. The next one, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we just. I just watched the end of that. Finally, I've been through several weeks of Monday laundries, like making like twenty minute progress on the Diego Maradona documentary, and I finally watched the end of it. Was uh, the HBO right before yeah. this recording? Oh yeah. And I had no idea that Maradona had to play against Italy in the semifinal in Napoli's in Napoli, stadium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like and it went to penalties, yeah. and he like it was so it's oh it's unbelievable like how everything culminated in that guy's life, really. That's that's outstanding. Everyone should watch it. Same documentary filmmaker that made Senna. If anyone ever watched Senna, did you see? Yeah, Senna? I seen Senna. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Sway, you're from here. Yeah, I was born in San Diego, National City. Nice. And so cruising around LA at that time. And starting to become a sports person, but you're like going the surfing, you're going into skating, like you were sort of. Doing... I was mostly into like, I was in the punk scene, like New York hardcore scene, mm. like sick of it all, agnostic front. And then once I came to Norwalk when I was 13, my friend gave me a tape. I don't know what the hell it was. I'm like, he didn't have the cover on it, it was just all smashed up. I'm like, ah, screw it, I'm gonna just put it on. And it was Bad Religion. Oh. And I was like, I'm really hooked with punk. And after that, that's when I got more into skateboarding. L.A. was kind of hard for me to come here because it was just so, it was just so hardcore over here. Yeah. So I always felt more comfortable in, in the city of uh, Norwalk, Cerritos, skateboarding around there. Mm -hmm. And then first time I finally came to L.A., I think I was around 18 years old. We went to the Hollywood Palladium, and that's when I saw, of course, Bad Religion. Damn. And I saw um, Voodoo Glow Schools, and I was like, you know what? Fucking L.A. is a pretty badass place. Mm. I was like, I fell in love with it ever since then. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep on coming there all the time. So fucking, yeah. yeah. That's a Maradona and Napoli shit right there. Dude. <laughs> it's just a circle event, right? My question to the other side of the table is, do you guys know who the Voodoo Glow Schools are? No, but I know where the Palladium is, and I've done a lot of drugs there. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bad Religion? Do you know Bad Religion? Either of you? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. seen shirts. <laughs> with, the, with the cross crossed out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that. I, yeah, I just grew up around people that, that love Bad Religion. I mean, that, that was the dope thing about Cerritos. It's very diverse. Yeah. You yeah. had the Bad Religion people. You had the Filipino V-Boys. You had the, the black guys that were doing the clown dancing back then. Um, <laughs> You know, hey, it's a break dance, bro. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't break dance. I, I don't know what I did. I watched a lot of TRL growing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So that's but that's so funny about it. So here's an 
here's an under discussed part of my musical background. I started in, like in punk, like in punk music. I mean, like, well, it was like, I mean, I had my crisscross on like way back and way back and way back in the day. Mm. Um, totally crossed out where they got the, you know, the backwards clothes on one side. Are you and talking the about the, the group, the like two crisscross? Oh, remember? man, I used to yeah, love yeah. that group. Right, they were so, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Along these lines, let's keep going with this. I want to know, like, what, like, your first music memory was. First, very first music. I mean, crisscross is up there mm. for sure. Like, my fi- first concert memory is, uh, like, no doubt Weezer and the Suicide Machines in 1997 at the, oh, pon- at, the, machines, yeah. at the pond at Anaheim. Okay. Uh, that was like the Tragic Kingdom tour. Mm. So Gwen Stefani and their group had released one like somewhat small record and then they released Tragic Kingdom with the orange on the cover. Yeah, and I that, saw that them in Warped that, Tour in like, 94, 95 when they came out. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so this is, good, yeah. okay, so this is around the same, yeah. same era as 97. And yeah, like after that, that's when I like started diving deeper like Suicide Machines, I love Suicide Machines, and so I started diving deeper into, like, like no effects. I went to a no effects show after that in Vegas, okay. and, like, I saw, like, my, the first time I saw someone do cocaine, and the first time I saw, like, a woman, like, flash the audience. But, I, you know, I mean, I was, like... A virgin. How old was I? I was, <laughs> no, I think I was probably 12 uh-huh. or 13, so that was, like, pretty shocking, you yeah. know? Like, I don't, I'm still kind of, like, how did my parents let, like, us, like, just go to this concert in Vegas, like, with this crazy band, no effects? But I realized I had a very unsupervised childhood, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, that that's how I you know that's how I lived. But um, like Bad Religion, like this this group that Sway was talking about, and like I was skating at the time as well. But I never, I I knew that skateboarding was part of punk culture, and I knew that like the way that like my soccer love existed like in periphery to that. Mm-hmm. Like these things were separated mm-hmm. then, um, and it made it made me feel like the lane was to be like into extreme sports you know into into like these like alternative sports like team sports weren't really like the wave mm-hmm. yeah but um so did you you surfed as well yes i surfed um i always liked watching my friends videos and stuff like that and i never really got in tune with it because mm-hmm. i was just always skateboarding and i'm an aquarius so i'm like i should love fucking water when's your birthday <laughs> february 10th all right, not, that's a recent happy birthday to this man right yes, here. But I'm, I'm also Aquarius. All right, I'm excited on this side of the table. <laughs> but, but um, I started surfing after my um, my uh, first open heart surgery uh, 13 years ago. Okay. So you you decided to start surfing? Yeah, I always <laughs> wanted to because I was did boogie boarding and uh-huh. stuff like that, skimboarding, but I never really had the like the, the heart just to, to go, go out more in, yeah. yeah it is like the last it's the last water sport <clears throat> that you get to because yeah. I think I did skimboarding bodyboarding yeah. like even get the fins and trying the little things and you're just like oh, one day I'm gonna do this I always did the 360s I was always proud of those suckers yeah. but when it came to the skimboarding I'm like alright I'm gonna do that one yeah. day I'm gonna do that but I always freaked out I don't know why yeah. I don't know why but like after my surgery it was just it just went on from there it was always yeah. it's always been that's something that now it's kind of like Skateboarding was my first introduction of love, mm-hmm. but surfing is more of my Recent? water base. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and so, and the, your music tastes like as soon as you get into Bad Religion and you start listening to like those kind of bands. How are you still listening to those kind of bands? Today? Oh, I do. Like, I mm-hmm. still do. I listen to a lot of um, old school nineteen sixties Trojan ska, ah. like records and stuff like that. So yeah. Damn. So I, 
I, I forgot I got to back up here because Slim got excited about the first music memory question. What was oh, your yeah, fir- yeah. what was your what first was it music? Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was it was almost because <laughs> I had two older sisters, so they were they <clears throat> kind of I listened to whatever they were listening at the time. Ah. So I remember they had this little boombox, had the little green light on top of the CD player that would yep. flash with the bass. But the two CDs <laughs> I remember first were um, the MC Hammer one. Uh, with can't touch this and all that, <laughs> yeah. And then the I forget which Boys to Men album it was, but it was the, just the it just says Boys to Men with a black cover in like maybe gray font. Yeah, I think I know the cover. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Those were probably the first two CDs that I listened to in my like that I remember. Yeah. Um, so your taste hasn't changed. You're still much. bumping that hammer. Not much. I mean, but I I do, but I have very weird taste in music. Like sometimes I'll just. I don't actually look into the music where I'm like researching it and finding out who the artists are. I just find playlists of like, I'll get into my jazz bag here and there. Oh, yeah. Um, like, yeah, more like cool ju- jazz and like funky jazz. Um, then, you know, like growing up, you had like the whole Blink 182 versus like Eminem era. So, like, you went in between those types of bands, like the whole like Yellow Card and Weezer and fucking. Blink-182 and all those. Um, but yeah, I t- fairly diverse. And then when I used to like drugs, I liked EDM. And then I stopped liking the drugs, so like now the music gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Bias, did you have a, an oldest music memory? So I'm a little younger than y'all, and I got to uh, I got to the music shit a little later. And so like, so we grew up in Queens, and so we always knew about Nas and Mob Deep, right? And so there was some understanding these guys were important and I think I really especially with Nas got to appreciate them as I got older but like also like their version of Queens and Queensbridge and what I grew up in in like Flushing Queens is completely different universes right mm-hmm. and so uh, I think when it really came together it was probably with uh, with with uh, Eminem and 50 Cent mm-hmm. yeah and just seeing like because like I, we knew about Jay but by that time Jay was doing the whole Mafia Don stuff and like of course it's like dope and gangster and shit but like it's something that we can't really you know, aspire to be like with mm-hmm. fifty. You put on you put on a Yankee cap, and you kind of you kind of take on the persona, right? So, yeah, that's <laughs> and it's like all these like fake bangers and shit who want to do stuff. You know, out, out on like we know Asian all stuff. you wanted to do is bump Young Buck. <laughs> you were you were a big Young Buck head, weren't you? No, no, no. Before Lloyd was, Banks, Lloyd, Lloyd Flanks. He had a good voice. I, I, yeah, yeah I decent know, Lloyd's his lyrics are dope too. But yeah, he's definitely Lloyd with the flow and, and the voice. I think was was incredible. But yeah, I, it's truly like popular. What was like with my friends was really like, yeah, it's got to be fifty. And like even before that, like people were like, oh yeah, like if you're really into hip hop, you have to like love Rakim and KRS One and stuff like that. And I was like, ah oh, man, it's a little, it's. It's their talking Josh, about that's still that's still the case. So <laughs> go back and study. I mean, shout out to from a Nas head. I would think that you would be more into that that whole philosophical. Rap hey, keep shit. in mind that ASAP Rocky was named Rakim after Rocky. I mean, right? for sure. Like, if we don't want to do like ASAP Rocky. Questions also here does with all his music that sounds like it's from Houston. Hey, so. I'm trying to speak to the younger generation. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Hey, well, my I'm first old. rap artist, uh-huh. I blame my neighbor, which is cool. He's, I think, he was a. Crip or a blend? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a big difference between those two. I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't know. And, uh, no, yeah, he was a blood because all he kept on throwing out was the DJ Quick. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. So the first song that I ever heard was Tonight. Yeah. And when I was like, who is this? DJ Quick. 
Know your know your music, son. Okay, <laughs> hey, top, yes, sir. <laughs> top five dead or alive Los Angeles artists. If you don't know DJ Quick's catalog and you like rap music, there's a serious problem. Like this is one of the most unforgettable, important artists in the city. So you asking a question Quick. or is like is that just top no? This is a demand and gotcha. to you. I'm that's looking that's at that's you. Get up on you, DJ Quick and Warren G, motherfuckers. Oh man, <laughs> specifically DJ Quick. Warren right, G, fine. you cool too though. But we talked about this in the pod before. Like even the East Coast, I feel like there's a lot of people who showed a lot of love to Pac, and I think Snoop. When I first heard my first like um, Dre sample like production stuff like that, it's the sound and you guys know it from like also listening to New York rap. It's so different. Yeah, it's the only like I think Southern rap was fairly inaccessible at the time, at least for like you know suburban kids where I grew up. So like when you heard like West Coast rap for the first time, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like they're like. You know they're they're rapping. It's you guys if we, if you had more weed out there. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> and if we drove more, you know, like that's yeah. what you always tell me. It's 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 music yeah, you keep can, up when you, you drive. Definitely tell, like if you picture where people are listening to the music from their regions. You oh, for can sure. Definitely see it. Like New York, like you're in a subway just chilling, like trying to zone out everyone. So it's all this, you know, more lyrics and you know all that. And yeah, you're California, walking through the city. Right? Yeah, in LA, you're like. You're fucking driving and you're chilling and the weather's beautiful, so you got some instruments a little happier and shit. Oh, for sure. Um, and Bay Area people are just crazy and they no, party yeah. hard. Wait, <laughs> wait so, so Sway, as soon as you start hearing tonight, were, did you get a little of that vibe? Like, oh, damn, I would rather be bumping this in my car rather than the... That religion. When I'm cruising down Winry Boulevard, I wouldn't mind. Right? Yeah. So for that. So right before we started recording the podcast as well, uh, I saw this automobile pull up. Well, I didn't actually see it pull up, but I saw it parked <coughs> in front of the crib. It was beautifully colored as such. It was low to the ground as such. And for somehow, I could sort of picture it because one of your iconic art pieces also is a lowrider vehicle on the, on the oh, banner, no, isn't it? Is yeah, that you? That was a, yeah, that was a Chevy lowrider I got from the Felix Chevrolet. They mm. had some similar logo. Okay. So I put Felix and I put his girlfriend on the car, so it made it totally a lot better. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Everybody was iconic. Everybody loved it. I wanted to do another drawing. I wanted to make stickers as, you know, away, mm. like yeah, on yeah. tour stickers, but... Yeah. I didn't have time to do that. I'm going to do it this year. So, Hell yeah, yeah, man. Well, so, I mean, is there an affinity for for lowriders in your life? Is there a, is there oh, a yeah. place in your heart for... <laughs> yeah. My brother had a 65 Coupe de Ville uh, Continental. I mean, uh, Cadillac, and he had a 62 Continental. And they were both slammed on the ground. He got rid of the Cadillac. It was a piston problem. He was only 17 when he owned it. And then he owned the 62 Lincoln... I think it was 22, and then the engine just freaking blew up. Mm-hmm. Ford, what can you say? <laughs> and oh, I have man, a this is a guy with car opinions. I love <laughs> I this. Know. I love this. We got the car. We got the car talk in the back. And there. I have a Ford, uh, <laughs> uh, Ford Bronco, 1974. Mm. So my, I can't get rid of it. My parents love it because that was the year when they got married. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. Well, my girlfriend wanted me to sell it, so I guess I'll keep it. So. <laughs> is that one low to the ground? <laughs> Hey, I don't know. That thing's high. It's like five inch lift. That's okay. a that's a four by four sticker right there. So yeah. Yeah. And so and the car out front, what is that? <clears throat> that's a Scion. And it's how low to the ground? That's pretty low. I think it was like maybe three. Yeah, slam real it's, low, yeah. man. So 
Talk to me about the difficulties that you sometimes have driving that. <laughs> Going in and out of freaking driveways, yeah. and shh, I had to be literally like a 90-degree angle. <laughs> and, you know, when I'm in the freeway, I'm seeing a little, just closing my eyes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see the speed bump. Bang, oh, I'm man. flying everywhere, but yeah, that thing's a little tough little dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you get into the car culture? Or because you, cause your brother, pretty much. Oh, my brother, and then... um. Yeah, it was basically mostly him. Mm. It, he like he had, um, I think I don't remember what year it was. It was an Integra. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to San Diego. I'm like, oh, right, cool. You know, I was busy out with work. Mm. Came back, he had a cool little, you know, uh, Team Explicit sticker. I'm oh, like, okay, so he was Team Explicit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's Team Explicit? It's it's just uh, there's a whole bunch of like lowrider and like classic car clubs all around Southern California and the U S. Mm. Um, I mean. Remember when I went on that cruise? Yeah. Uh, like, one of the guys was, like, a member, a fi- founding member from, like, a car club out in, like, I think San Gabriel, like, around me. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, like, I used to work for a wheel manufacturing company, so I used to go to all, the, like, the lowrider shows uh, along with, like, the dub shows and all that type of stuff. So you run into all the car clubs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So your brother was 17 when he had that Cadillac, like, at that age... What's is is the whole kind of like all of his friend group like into like I'm just gonna we're all gonna slam our cars as low as low no he was the only one he was the only one he was the only one where did he pick that up from he just picked it because um our our, basically my dad he owns a um crankshaft business Uh so he modifies a lot of um high performance crankshafts so my he was trying to get into that business for me. I was all about drawing. My dad's like slapping him in the head. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is kind of like drawing, but you got to be precise and with the you know with the measurements. I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, wanna, I don't want to ruin a damn good you know piston ring or a rod. I'm like, hell no, I'm not gonna touch it. So my brother got into it. After that, he told me about like him and his little car club thing, and I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you guys, and it was cool. And there was one time when he had his um, his Integra. He was living in <clears throat> Bakersfield at that time, and he called me up, and he said, hey, we're, we're shooting a movie. It's kind of like Fast and the Furious, but it's an independent film called, um, at that time, it was um, Cuatro Nosa. Some guy, he, was, uh, he drove a Quattro Audi, mm-hmm. but they had to change it because of, I think, who bought the rights for the movie? I'm trying to remember what it was. They changed it to uh, Streets of Legends. And so I was at the world premiere in, in um, China, no, in the Chinese theater, and that's when I met the director, Joey C. He was all into, like, like imports and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, we're all going to do, um, they're going to promote our movie to um, in the Sundance Film Festival. Mm. I'm like, all right. I don't know where the fuck was that was mm-hmm. that. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, in, it's in Utah. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So we're driving all <laughs> these beat up imports. <laughs> we go to Vegas. We I remember we're stopping on... Um, and uh, in and out, and then we all drove up to some kind of shitty ass. I don't know what it was. I think it was like a Honda Civic. Like no, no nothing. Just mostly stickers. Mm-hmm. And the guy we were, ordering, we were ordering our burgers, and then my friend, um, um I think it was uh, who was it? Jeez, been a good freaking minute. Big show, huh. big huge Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, who's a hoopties outside? And the guy's head just looked down. He had a little microphone on, can I take your order? 
<laughs> and basically, oh, it's his car. Well, you guys want to race him? And he's like, I'm not on my breaking for another couple of hours. So, yeah, I, I got to go back to work. But after that, it was a cool little moment where we just see maybe like 12 imports just driving up to Utah mm. on the freaking snowy mountains. No chains on our tires. They're <laughs> slipping and sliding everywhere just to get to our point. But the best memory of that trip of Sundance, we met when J-Lo and Ben Affleck were together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You just see her big ass just... You met J-Lo? Yeah. Nice. I Drove just all the way to Utah <laughs> to meet J-Lo. Yeah. It's but it was right. fun, though. Oh, well, hey, that was a cool little... I've never done Sundance film from someone. I love films. Mm-hmm. I love movies. So, it's like... It well, was how was just... the movie? How did it turn out? Really good. It got yeah, it got bought out by. I'm trying to remember who it got bought out by. Do you think it's like streamable? Do you think you can? Ah, uh, you probably could stream it. What's it called? Again? Uh, Streets of Legends. Streets it's, of Legends. Yeah, it's a, right. just an uh, independent film movie. So and we, one best cinematography. So we cool. do have a very talented graphic designer who does all our covers, AC. And if you want to be on the cover of Streets of Legend for this cover of FCFC, we can make that happen. <laughs> we, we, can pop, we can pop sway on the cover. Hell of that. yeah. <laughs> And my brother's in the movie, so it's kind of cool. Oh, so shit. yeah, so I uh, my the I talked to the director. He's still a good friend of mine, and he said he's gonna send me a I think a Blu-ray or DVD copy of it. So I'm waiting for that. Nice. So yeah, I'm gonna see that because my brother had a stupid ass little line. That was fucking sweet, guys. Oh, that was so fucking sweet. I'm like, <laughs> that, was his, that was his line in the movie. That what what is it after? What what? It was after because he was the he was the point man of the. Where the I guess he had a little drag race. Mm-hmm. It was in the freeway too, so mm-hmm. this is not per, like permitted. It was not permitted at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so of course they got ticketed for that. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, my brother was towards the end. He was at finish line, and he just saw the race, and he just had the intercom. Yeah, it was so fucking sweet. <laughs> His face was all lit up because of the cameras. I was like, all right, Ham, you got your fifteen minutes of. Fame, Wait, did bro. you guys ever go to these kind of races? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they happened everywhere, especially like you said that that whole Norwalk area. Mm-hmm. You would meet at that La Habra In and Out. If I, I don't know if you were still in the car scene at that time, but yeah, we would like Fullerton, La Habra. Um, damn, what other city did we go out to? But yeah, you would meet at like a some parking lot, and then you guys would all mob it out to like some industrial area, line up your cars. You hear cop cars come, everyone dips. Damn, it's straight like a movie, man. Yeah, no, I mean, what was funny was like, cause I was into the, we were, I was into the same thing, but most of the people were in like Vegas and Mesquite, Nevada, like, and they would, so they would like, huh. I wasn't living in LA at the time, mm-hmm. I was living uh, in the ski resort, and so like we would meet down uh, past like the gorge. If you've driven, when you drove to Utah, you drive after you get through Vegas and you're driving into Utah, you go through this like crazy yeah, gorge. It's yeah. called you know the gorge. And so people are, like, driving like maniacs through there, but oh. just on the other side of that, like, in Arizona, technically. You're technically mm. in Arizona. And that was, I guess, part of the reason that they did it was that, like, the highway patrol and the cops in Arizona, like, it's such a small sliver of the state that you're in. So as long mm. as you bolt either north or south, like, what they said, I don't know if it's true, they like, couldn't do anything to you because it was, like, out of their jurisdiction. So um, you'd go and you'd get off the freeway, like, on the first exit, and you'd just be out at this thing. But I, like, have all these, like, crazy memories of, like... Of, of the things happening and then Fast and Furious came out like around that same time so it was like it seemed like very you know they like picked the perfect time to release that movie yeah, like, yeah. I'm it sure was like, it was like a year too. after because uh, <clears throat> one of the main characters he was he was I think he was an extra 
in the movie Fast and the Furious. And after that, a year later, that's when Joey C. made that movie, uh, Cuatro Nasa. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. It was kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type of film, like okay. L.A. It's a straight out L.A. Mm -hmm. Streets of L.A., you see the lights, just glimmering. It was just really cool. Yeah. You know, as well as like when I watched Fast and the Furious, like I didn't, because the versions of L.A. I've seen in movies was nothing like that, mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily associate L.A. with it. But now that... I'm here, like, you see, recognize neighborhoods, you recognize streets. I mean, it starts off in Dodger Stadium, I should have known better, right? But I think uh, it, it's, it's wild that it's just, like, it's, it's such a big part of here. And, like, it, I know from a lot of people who talk about the movie, like, the movie, it captured the spirit of the time. And also, after the movie, like, everyone was wanted an import. Yeah, after that, there was, like, it, yeah, became, it became almost, like, too much. Yeah, people <laughs> right? were, like, like, getting in fights because they were, like... Like, you don't know how to shift your car and shit. <laughs> like, people were literally getting in fights for the stupidest shit. Like, I've seen a couple of accidents. I've seen some brutal ones. It was just, like, hard to not even think about. Hmm. And there's times where it's always the meet. The meet and greet before we go to our destination. <laughs> and before I went on my disability, like, five months ago, I'm, I'm a forklift driver for Costco. Hmm. So I'm just hearing this rumbling sound. I'm like... Not an earthquake. What the mm -hmm. heck is going on? I didn't eat a burrito. <laughs> and then I just see in the camera, the camera, <clears throat> like the camera screen that we have in the TV and, and the dock area. And I'm just seeing these cars coming out of nowhere. So is it the Costco in Norwalk off the 605? Oh, okay, okay. And we have a big parking lot. And you just see a swarm of cars together. And you just see cops just coming out of nowhere mm -hmm. telling everybody to leave. Because it was what security guard is like, uh, I don't know what to do here, so can you call the cops? I'm trying to tell everybody to leave. This is a private property, and, and it was just fine. I already knew what they were doing. They yeah. were just doing a meet, and, hey, let's meet up. Let's yeah. talk shit business now, and then we'll meet up for our destination. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen it. Ours, I think, like, if the cops came, people would meet back up at the lot that we originally met. Yeah. And then that's where, like, all the fights would happen. <laughs> where where is that world at now? Does anyone know? Like, it's, where is well, that world? They do world? stupid shit now, where they shut down streets and do donuts and shit. Yeah, like, it's, it's like it's a fucked up car culture. It's, yeah, it's where it's stupid. like, and you got to stand. People try to stand as close to like the car going in the circle. What doing the donuts? So like, kids will get hit and shit. Yeah, like kids are. It's just get. Yeah, it's the same shit, but just stupider. Fair. I know a lot of the older heads. They I've seen a lot of the beach meetups. Right, they just have like. Like low, low, like low yeah. You see that, like right I mean, Sundays or Saturdays in the summertime. If you're down by the beach, you're either gonna see, you know, everyone with their old school motorcycles, everyone yeah, with their yeah. old school cars, like all come up and park by the beach. But I would assume that that's been going on since right, right. since always. But I was curious about this like little racing culture if yeah. it still existed. And I was wondering, like for tailgates and stuff, I'm sure that's a huge, huge, you know, piece for for cars as well because it's usually in a parking lot. For us, it's at in the, on the lawn, which is better, but. When I went to the Raider tailgate up in Oakland, the last one up there, like, man, that car culture is crazy up there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's, I mean, <laughs> most people are on, they have flatbeds and they got their, their grills and stuff, but a lot of people brought out their lowriders and, you know, just decked out in Raider stuff. And I assume, like, that's, especially in California with sports culture and car culture being so intertwined, like, that's everywhere, right? Yeah. In parking lots. Who has the wicked LAFC lowrider? Does anyone have it yet? Have you guys seen one in parking lots or nothing? No. I haven't seen it either. Is is Ray Scion slammed too? The, the black and gold one? Yeah, it's slammed. Is it slammed? Oh, I don't know. I'm Actually, not sure. I'm not sure. I know he has... Mine's the one I just totally out there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got, it's been called the clown car a couple of times. Like, yeah, I don't care. You know, I, I'm not going to touch it. I'm... It, there was my brother's last, like, little... 
because that was the second um, graffiti paint job that he had. Mm, the first okay. one was pretty, it was pretty bright, but this one he wanted to do something more summery, mm -hmm. so it just kind of died out. So I'm gonna paint it black. So I'm gonna see if I could get maybe like some neon high color mix in there. So I'm trying to get all, some of my friends that I know to see if they can help me out and stuff like that. And they mm -hmm. love my brother, so and they love doing his car the two times that he did it. So that's why I'm not gonna touch it. My niece yeah. wants to learn how to drive stick. So she's learning. I take her to K one all the time. So <laughs> nice. yeah. So she loves she loves driving real fast. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm getting too old. My knees are not that great anymore. So, no, but so wait, you're a tall man. I don't know how you fit in the K one cars, bro. Just um, just the that's right. right yeah. I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, can so. you drive a stick, Josh? I can. Yeah, nice, yeah. Slim. Yeah, I had to learn when I started selling cars. Ah. Hell yeah. I was 12. I had a, my dad had a force to drive stick. Like, you were 12. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I ain't gonna argue. So okay. basically, we can start a racing team between the four of us. Because no. I can also drive I stick. I drive like a grandpa. Come on, Slim. Let's relive our <laughs> See youth. See it all the way front. <laughs> let's relive no, our I'm youth. I'm back, but I'm going late. Right, cool. let's, let's, let's switch all the black and gold meetups, all the LAFC games, and we're just going to go back to car culture, guys. We're going in. All hey, the guys, way it's in. It's 2020. We're getting hybrids. And Stop this nonsense of the run clubs you, over here. Let's get the car clubs out here. Car clubs. All right, before this goes off the rail anymore, we're going to take our first break. <laughs> we'll be back. Back here, FCFC Pod, we're here with Sway from Lucky's. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. When we're talking about aesthetics, we're talking about overall beautification <laughs> of the of the LAFC community, and um, this man to my left is a huge part of that. Always has been from day one. But um, I think uh, what's beautiful about, you know, we always talk about diversity in the stands and all that, but um, for as many of us who love to wear our LAFC black and gold caps, and I know Sway has been prone to, to rock a lot of the caps in his day, but... Pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. Slam, low slam the cap pretty low. Low rider yeah. caps. Hell yeah. But today I think that this is perfect because I think this is how I, I, I've, I've seen Sway. I've gotten to know Sway in the past too. Is the, the newsboard pageboard cap real low. You got the Adidas track jacket on. And of course you got a beautiful pair of Adidas trainers on your feet. And so I know it's Lucky's has always taken a lot from kind of English pub culture, European pub yeah. culture. And like where... It's 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 exciting for me to see like you know as, as as big and grand as like the people who put on makeup and stuff for game days is like y'all have always had an understanding of who you are and what you bring to the stands. Um, how did you start to you know like dress like? Is it a really is it homage to casual culture? Is it where, where, where you for me? It was a march to my um, skinhead days. Mm. So Def define the skinhead days because I know it means different things to different people. I, Fuck boneheads. Fuck that white power shit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. It's it's always been true back in 1969 when Jamaica music always had influence with the skinhead reggae. Mm. So back in 94, when I graduated, yes, I'm old. <laughs> um, it was just a group of our friends. We just loved the ska music and stuff like that. You know, and then we just started dressing up like rude boys, you know, and had these hats on all the time um shaved my head i didn't want to because i love my hair <laughs> but now i'm fucking bald as hell fucking <laughs> i believe my pops but, <laughs> but in reality it's i always 
like this trend because it was my heritage growing up as a skinhead mm. and rude boy and stuff like that. So that's why the music, the pump scene, and the and the New York hard, New York hardcore, especially with Agnostic Front, mm. they always ambience through the skinhead movement, mm. and especially with you know Bob Marley. Mm. The first time I heard Bob Marley's young voice when he was with the Whalers back in the '60s, like. Damn, I thought he was just Mr. Dreads and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. My friends got me really into the history of um, the ska movement, so I still listen to Trojan ska. So, and yeah, this is... break that break that down a little bit more. Let's dive yeah. a little deeper in there. What? Because <laughs> even when you said Trojan ska, I'm like, what is Trojan ska? <laughs> just when I thought I knew about the skink and pickles, I I hear about Trojan <laughs> ska. It, it's just more in, in like just instrumental stuff. Uh-huh. It's like the scatolites. They just use their you know trombones, you know. It's just no no music. Oh, just basically music, but no no lyrics. No lyrics. Okay. Mm. So, so instrumental ska, interesting. And then you said you used these two terms, rude boys and skinheads, interchangeably. Uh, or they always it? had like a mixture, but it was always more of the skinheads were the working class roughnecks, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the rude boys were like the most casual, like suited up type of top boys and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. And was that's it always grounded in music and in supporting a certain band or going to No, no, they always had the same music. It's uh, just, always, these are Jamaican terms. Yeah. Yeah, this culture's from Jamaica, I think, originally. Yeah, so right? they always had the same music. They both that's the only way they loved the same music. And when it comes down to diverse, it's always they had their own roughneck way and Rude Boys had their own like cool casual way. So mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And what did your what did you, like your folks think when you were starting to get into all this? Eh, they hated it. Yeah. <laughs> they still do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but my mom knows I'm already getting older, so like I still hang out with my I still talk to my friends and I hang out with my friends that are all skinheads and rude boys and stuff like that. But we just kick back, have some beers, and just have a good time. Yeah. So it's always good. There's no love hate. Just always love. Yeah. It's just cool. What are the characteristics that define kind of a skinhead? That um, you carry into, you know, a certain, like what, 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 are, what are the similarities between all y'all that, that, that kind of ground you in one common thing in the common group? As friends, or as friends, as like, why do you follow? Oh, the same, music yeah, wise, the same thing? um, yeah. I just I, I went through my rude boy stage, and then I my friends just started like there were more skinheads, but there were of course the roughnecks, like the the, like, gotcha. let's, let's get into you know rumble. Yeah, for me, I'm a. I'm a good-hearted kind of guy, but uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> I love hanging out with my friends. Like fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna shave my head too and just dress up with my boots on and blah blah blah. Let's go. I got into a couple of you know rumbles in, in my time. Mm-hmm. So, but that that that's all gone for yeah. me. So, and art was always a consistent thing. It sounds like even when you were a kid, yeah, you yeah. Would, your dad would smack you over the head because you were painting or you were drawing. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to pursue. Yeah. Like, I always wanted. To, actually, I wanted to become a comic book artist. Uh-huh. And I was going to school for that. I was going for school for graphic arts and and um, illustration. But my job gave me basically like twelve hours a day shifts. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was work or college or trying to do my career as a kind of artist. I'm like, you know what? The money was going to Costco. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go back. Mm-hmm. So I'm a union teamsters. I got to represent that five seven two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my local one but um i still draw i i still whenever i have an idea i just start doodling shit around and i just finished the new flag that i'm gonna represent in the in the north end if you guys want to see it the yeah. fcfc exclusive another FCFC one right here beep, 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 the beep, flex beep, beep. bomb let's go <laughs> 
And I'm actually gonna do one for you guys too. What? Hey, Something simple, man. maybe real small. So yeah, um, I've been trying to do this since last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but we really couldn't do it. So, oh this, wow, uh, yeah. Please, wow, explain wow, it wow, wow. For the audio um, listeners, I actually think Josh, who's more of the aesthetician here Jesus. when it comes to visual <laughs> things, is gonna have to describe this one because it's very. Oh my god! It has some beautiful wow. features. Some it's it's the type of art. Frankly, I don't think I've seen something quite like that in the North End. No, yeah, you in a good see way. More that in like European street art. I yeah, like. yeah. So I just want to represent. It's, it's a it black and gold angel holding up a wreath, a winner's wreath, an Olympic wreath, wearing a one of her own, and she's also you know she's decked out in 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 a, in a casual scarf, which is beautiful. I like that as well. <laughs> and you have the LAFC logo on one side, three two five two shield on the other, and uh, man, it's beautiful, dude. I think that uh, since the whole Victoria thing happened, I think that's that's a really and the city of angels being what we are, I think it's, yeah. it's a really awesome representation, man. Dude, thank you, sweet. This is gonna be beautiful. Yeah, man. I mean, when this comes out, it, this flag may have flown in the north end already, yeah. but um, it's yeah, it's phenomenal. And that's like, you know, what I think the first time I was introduced to you, maybe uh, you know, it became known pretty quickly. Like, oh, he drew that. Oh, he drew that. Or yeah, he painted yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. like. So, you know, you have all these art skills. You're thinking about going to art school. You, you choose not to. You stay drawing. And then how did you first hear about LAFC? And how did you, like, get involved, like, okay. you know? And, 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 <laughs> how, and how were you secretly sway? Sway secretly being like, yeah, yeah, I like football. But, but, but really, uh, I'm, I'm here to paint. Like, <laughs> no, um, I have to blame it on. Um, um, <laughs> blame it on. <laughs> I got to blame it on my friends. Um, this is after my surgery. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. My first... MLS experience. I never really got into soccer, football. Mm-hmm. I got into with you know Chivas, Guadalajara, because of my dad. Mm-hmm. And then when TJ, um, the, the Cholos, the Cholos mm-hmm. came on because my mom's from TJ, so I now I am now a Cholos fan. Okay. My dad hates it, <laughs> <coughs> but it's all love. And uh, yeah, when after my surgery, uh, I became a oh god a Galaxy fan. There it is. There it but is. But there was really no soccer here in LA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was how long like, ago was this? This is back in uh, 2007. Okay. Gotcha. 2008. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it wasn't really not too long ago. And I'm, at least I'm not saying 96. So <laughs> yeah. that, shit. that was right around the time David Beckham came to the game. Yeah. Right? Okay. I was only there for like five, six years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really care. When I saw Beckham, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it's just the scene was just so dead. Yeah. It was just so dead. Like the, I was part of the Riot Squad. They were loud, but I loved it because of the fact that they were just talking shit on the pitch. Yeah. They didn't give a shit about chants and everything. I was just talking shit. That's what I liked. <laughs> That's why I became a lucky boy because of the fact that they have the same ambience. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> just so talk chat and shit on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, and, yeah, it's true, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking talk shit to the rest. Fuck you, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I got really into the MLS scene because of that mm-hmm. and... I hate Galaxy forever. <laughs> but I was only a fan because of Beckham. Right. Yeah, so gotcha. that was it. So When was that turn? So LAFC is announced and then you're just like... Yeah, after that, I would, what, when David Beckham left, I was done. And so <coughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm just like, still looking at other MLS matches. Yeah, and yeah. I just saw something pop up in my email. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Black, right, black, was it red, black, and white? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the like, first, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Los Angeles Football Club. Huh, all right. I mean, ran into it. 
heard about the owners. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking owners. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, I'm on board. No, either way, I'm yeah, like, you know yeah. what? I'm on board. All my friends were there since 96. Fuck this shit. I'm going to be here since day one for LAFC, and that yeah. was it. I became a fan ever since I saw that first email and yeah. never put my 50 bucks down. Uh, 100 bucks because I bought two tickets, so fuck it. Whatever. Same, same, same. Now it's same. paying all. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And I just started meeting everybody at the rallies, especially the Crest event. Okay. That one's kind of hard for me because of the fact that my brother was going through um, his surgeries. He had, he had, uh, I'm going to talk about that later, but no, yeah. no, it, he it. had, uh, he had a heart attack as well. Uh, so okay. after I had mine, he had his seven years later, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But I went to the Crest reveal, heard these loud mounds on the corner. And realizing later on it was the Lucky Boys, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" I wanted to talk to you guys, but I had to, I had to go back and see my brother in mm-hmm. the hospital. So I just wanted to see the crest of Reveal, and it was fun. And yeah, I've been here since day one, dude. So I never looked back. Damn. So what was the first thing you painted then? For or what was the first thing you designed? Or you know, when you finally get to put that art to use with uh, I actually this made new that uh, that Felix in the first, the second black and gold rally with mm-hmm. the, him holding the beer up with the soccer ball. Yeah. That was my first one. That was my first one, That's and it came cool. pretty naturally. Like it was pretty yeah, it was easy cool. to do. It was like you didn't. Die. It was a hard sketch here and there, but mm-hmm. after a while, and I got it. I just got it pencilized, and I just threw it on the, the projecting screen, and I just started rolling through. I was yeah. done with it. And I mean, for people who've never like tried to make a flag or these things, I mean, how many hours do you think that that took you? I'm just curious. That if, the way I'm, I'm always working a lot of hours at work, right. mm-hmm. so I. I get home like at 11, 11 or 11.30 at night. Mm. I go to bed like at maybe at 2, 3 in the morning. Mm. But I take my time though. Wow. I didn't want to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, wanted I to mean, represent LA. I wanted to represent the Lucky Boys. And I wanted to represent Los Angeles. Yeah. And especially with the iconic symbol of Felix. Yeah. So. So the funny thing is, sitting behind you is the only flag I've ever painted. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll give you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I don't, I think, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before. It took me so long <laughs> to make this flag. Like, I, no, I, I am, I am bad. Even the penmanship. But, yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, not only did I have to trace the whole thing, I had to, like, do all these things. And then, Shout you know, Sachi, Sachi had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. wifey Sachi had to come help for a little while. And, like, <laughs> Tag you know, go. Yeah. yeah. And, and I had, like, I cut out, like, a stencil in order to do the, the yeah. middle LA. That's and, like, really, that's a bitch, huh? That's never fun. Dude. I just That's I, never fun. I encourage anyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> just even if you want to try a napkin sized flag <laughs> with a piece of real fabric and real I, I mean actually it probably wouldn't be the same, but just try it. Try yeah. to try to make your own flag. Just so you know what it takes yeah. to make a flag. And buy Sway a beer after that. Please. And then and then show this man that's sitting next to his appreciation yeah. because I think what he can put on that canvas in his sounds like his very much his dad. I mean, I had to like isolate a whole weekend. You know? <laughs> I was like out here like stressed out. Like Sachi knew she like not to bother me for like hours at a time. Like I had woken up early to do this thing. Yeah, you my know? girl like, has done the same thing. Oh, you're painting? You gotta go. Yeah. 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 And if you're sitting there asking like, why wouldn't you just get it printed? Um, That's also not you the guys point. with soccer supporter culture. We don't really like the printed flags. It's kind. If of, you need something now understandable yeah, yeah. but if you want to do something in your own time with friends or by yourself or with two people i say just do it yeah, because yeah. it's fun you connect with everybody especially with the empire boys Whoa. oh man the, those guys especially that dope ass freaking lafc crest flag man. thing is fucking badass yeah. i love that thing yeah. so 
There's a shout out to the Empire Boys for that. That's oh, right. and I know that I think they're making another one. I saw their little Instagram story, but Empire Boys always bring the heat. Yeah, they yeah. bring the heat they in a good way. And I think you. I mean, on that note, like Sway, I'm sure you've been thanked a thousand times, and I, I want to thank you again for this. But like the first away day, seeing that 3052 banner with um, all the supporter group crest um, um, on that on that banner, like. I didn't. So a lot of us didn't know that that was being painted at the time, and I think it was it was good that it wasn't because like you know we're all so anxious to go. We're That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get you. And like we're we're like we're just so hyped to go, and then um, to have something to march behind, like first was incredible. Like that also united. Be like that symbols like will unite us forever, and I think that will be burned into my memory for, for till the end of time. Mm-hmm. But also for us, I mean, when Sam and I, when Sam didn't go to Seattle, but when I went to Seattle. <laughs> But I wasn't there, so fuck it. My passport was over, but anyways. But it was, so like, we, we went up with like six people from TSG. Six out of maybe 24, maybe maybe 24 on a good day out of us total. Mm-hmm. And to see our crest on the 3252 banner marching you know, with the older heads who've been there for a minute and who have bring, you know, 50 to 100 people there, like, was such an incredible show of validation and that we're in this together, no matter how big or small your group is, that we are 3252 together. Like, that's you, man. In a lot of ways, like, you reminded us as supporters there that this is this is why we do this thing, man. And, like, yeah. it's to have Thank equal you. footing with, with the rest of the... The older, pe- the older SGs who we love and respect, like it was a huge step for us to bring that. And first, that was my first away day. Like it was, in- it was incredible to bring that spirit of unity there. And that that's a large, large part because of what you paid. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And I mean, I I think you know for thank someone you. who only recently joined like a supporters group this year and had covered MLS for two years and all of that, and like. The thing that you always notice when you get in and you start talking to people is how many, like, rock stars there are behind the scenes. And mm. people who, like, yeah. you might not know, like, there was this banner, right, in mm. the front. But you never think about, like, who painted that banner, sure. right? And now we have that guy here and we can thank him and the, the listeners can thank him when they see him. Mm. But Sway, I mean, I think, like, it's worth appreciating just, like, how much, how much so many people have to put in and how many different, like parts of their talents. I mean, if Sway doesn't continue to draw, if Sway doesn't continue to do art, mm. and when this moment comes up and you don't have someone like that who can who can turn around something beautiful like that or who can turn around the angel yeah. uh, banner that we have. I mean, it's so cool how, like, you know, sometimes it's people who do things professionally, sometimes it's people who do things on the side, sometimes it's, you know, people all donating their time and their passion and putting this thing together, but once it's stitched together... It's something to behold, even if you can't always fathom or even appreciate just how much goes into the whole spectacle, you know? And do you, talking about the, the, the other flag banner that I made, when Coach Bob Bradley was introduced mm-hmm. at the Natural History Museum, yep. uh-huh. I made that 3252 uh, flag as well. Okay. A huge ass yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of screwed up because I know I put a four-leaf clover, yeah, but I wanted I'm, to say, you know what, I this remember. is Lucky's. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, Lucky's yeah. flag. I don't know who has it. Uh-huh. I have not seen that flag in a long ass time, so I yeah. think yeah. I think Please so. take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these are some these are some things destined for museums one day. I might buy you Bob Bradley's fucking East Coast and the three two five two. Yeah, you know, like, that's because he can see it right there. Yeah. You know, he sees a damn flag. You know, with and the then I did flag. make the other one with the Ali banner with mm-hmm. the Ali with the thirty two fifty two. Did you guys ever see that one? That one I don't. 
I gave that one to Ken the Ken the Falconer. Okay, yeah, so beautiful. he's letting all the I'm players sure sign Falcon in. I'm gonna I got, I got a call. I'm, I'm gonna call you Ken. Yeah. <laughs> so he told me to call him just to know, know about his you know the Falcons and yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully maybe I'll be a Falconer. Hey. But we'll see. Hey, that'd be dope, right? That would be awesome, man. <laughs> hey, but like what you just brought up about Bob seeing those numbers, right? Yeah. This, is, this is the first day, first coach. I mean, it was the first day that I went out to do a report on them that day, and that number is there. It's hanging from the rafters, right? Like, you start to see those symbols in repetition, and it's, you know, it's one thing to just, like, say, like, oh, we're the 3252, but now to have teams across MLS, I remember when, like, the Miami owner or whatever comes, he's like, and, you know, LAFC and the 3252 were coming. We gotta be louder than that. Like, almost almost (laughs) no one, like, in... Like, you know, it's so rare to have that, like, mentioned in, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's synonymous with LAFC. Yeah, these yeah. four letters, LAFC, and these four numbers, 3252, two, are, they rhyme. They're, like, together as one. And so much of it was, you know, what Sway, you know, and, and others have put into to make the to make these banners. So Sway's, Sway's showing us a, a photo on his Instagram right now of the Falcon on top of... That's a beautiful one, man. Then uh, I, I enhanced it. I put a little more color the in it. The 3252 which so. is in love with it. And yeah. I was that was a present for him. Mm. I, after the season was over, I wanted to give it to him, and That's I did. That's awesome, man. So it was cool. Well, this was enlightening. <laughs> now I want to go back and try to paint flags again. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm really <laughs> fucking bad at painting flags. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. So go paint a flag wherever you're at. Paint a flag. Paint a flag. Have fun. And on that note, we're going to take our second break and get back with some tea time with yeah. Louise. <laughs> Hanging with Sway. Sway, this has been so fucking wonderful. Laughing man. with Josh. Laughing so at Josh. Laughing at Josh. <laughs> Vibing Mostly with Slim. Mostly I Slim though, right? Oh, yeah. Smoking with Slim. Ooh, smoking with Slim. That could be a new segment. <laughs> smoking with Slim. Josh doesn't allow me to smoke people out on this body. Wait, you guys anymore. just flip it over? We don't have to yeah, say what smoking. anyone's smoking. We can just say smoking with Slim. Like and then you just talk about... Before, and then you're going to do this? You know, no, cigarettes are bad. Ooh. It could be Slim's smoking of the week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, let's let's discuss this off pod. Oh, I thought we'd just, just roll with the punches. Are you guys doing the whole grandma boy thing? I want the fucking Frankenstein shit. I want the- <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what we're doing right now. Oh, man, that tea is lovely. So we are drinking oh, damn. the 2016 American debut commemorative edition when Danong, a famous tea company from China, came to Pasadena and set up shop. We got a lucky ah. boy here. There was no way someone from the luckies, I wasn't trying to have something close to... Our hearts in Pasadena. Yeah. It's actually really close to Lucky Baldwin's. If you ever, if you ever in Lucky Baldwin's and you're like, man, if I only I had some tea, just go to Danang. It's right there. I'm going. These people don't give me anything to say this, and they have no idea I'm promoting their shit. Sponsor yeah. the but pod, but it's delicious. Dinong. Sponsor the pod. Or also, Dinong. if you want caf- another caffeine, Copa Vida. Great, great coffee <gasps> shop right across Lucky Baldwin's. Wait, are you commandeering tea time with Louise <laughs> to talk about the, I the want, devil bean? I want bean? a coffee corner, man. The devil <laughs> bean. The devil. So Slim's got a smoker's corner. You got tea time with Louise. No, he's what got. Am I gonna get, he's bro? got smoking with Slim. You've got. Cafe uh, con, 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 con Josue. Josue, Josue. Hey, dude, you're Josh, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm Josh. Oh, what the? Oh, you know what it is? Oh. <laughs> Should I just go like Sway now? Sway 2? Sway Jr.? Right? <laughs> Poshin with spice. Poshin with spice. We're just going to shop together? 
You're talking, you're talking about fashion statement though. Poshy with spice. Actually, you probably would like that. Yeah, I yeah, recently found out. I recently found out that Josh Spice's nickname comes from Posh Spice. Yeah. I didn't really? know that. By none other. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how I reacted. I found this out in Mexico. Wow, you're fucking trash. <laughs> Slim, we found that's your fucking nickname. <laughs> I'm so mad that I've been calling you that shit this long. Oh you never God. called me. Now Josh you guys have burned his tongue. Ew, you're from. named after a Spice Girl? Are you kidding me? The only Spice Girl who made it out? Shout out Victoria. Oh my goodness. I know, the is, queen. Where is Baby Spice? What the fuck? She looks real Why, old nobody's talking about Spice Girl. Oh, she ain't no baby no more? All right. We're not trying to have a Spice Girls conversation right now. This is just, this podcast has been weird. Y'all guys. didn't know that? I, no. thought it was, I thought it was very self-explanatory, so I, I don't really explain no, it. No, not many guys I, are just randomly naming themselves after fucking Spice Girls, bro. Dude, I had no idea either, and we discovered this in Mexico, and it was, Wait, it was a revelation. Yeah, I knew just this a while back because my yeah. girlfriend's always talking about it. Hell yeah, man. So it's, the girls must It's know. one fucking well, yeah, word. All right, yeah, it makes sense that the girls are going to know. Like, no, 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 no. Josh. Spice Girls was a revolution. Posh. Posh Josh. Oh my god, you're disgusting. Honestly, yeah, can yeah, I say out. something? I thought it was some <laughs> reference to some like three on three NYC street baller culture. <laughs> weird thing. I was like, oh, like spice. Like he, he does I'm the spice move. Here, yeah, yeah it's, it's like hot sauce. No, I like, just seen Josh get upset, so I was like, yeah, motherfucker, spicy sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> here, here we are. No, no, no. Here we are having just no fucking idea. That's why when people say like, I'm spicy, I'm like, that's not really where it comes from, really at all. You know, it's just. Well, you never stopped me to tell me. I, w- I don't care. I would have judged you if I learned any earlier that you were named after a fucking Spice Girl. You judged me the moment you saw me, Slim. That's that's why we work well together. Yeah, so, anyways. <laughs> oh, there's your cup, Slim. Posh Spice. For anyone, any Posh. listeners who didn't know, that's where it comes uh, from. How many episodes are already in? And you... we're, we're just, we're just learning. Here. We're still getting to know each other. <laughs> over here. Oh, this is a relationship. Let me tell you that, man. You should throw in like a Spice Girls Jam Fred CFC podcast in the beginning. I want someone who listens to the pod. If you're a big fan of this, I want Josh Spice's face on Posh Spice's body. Hey. I don't care if it's on a banner, what a if it's on an Instagram dream. post. Let's go. Let's go. Who's Ariana, babe, just uh, throw sh- throw a shout out for a uh, for a song for uh, Posh. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm like always, mind blown always, right always, now. Always, always, always. Like, how did I stop? Spice up your life, bro. There you go. (laughs) Spice up your life, every boy and every girl. So tell me what you want. There's one letter of different, different, man. Use your fucking critical thinking. You go tell them what they want, what they really, really want. You want to, you want to, you want to really. (laughs) Spice Girl segments. It's coming. Oh, my God. It's coming soon. Yeah, so Tea Time with Dewey is one topic of conversation, as we've been alluding to. Yeah. One of the one of not the only reason because I knew this man was a, whole, a a lovely artist, but I do admit when Sway first talked to me about his surgery, that was when I was like, oh, you know what? I want you to come on the podcast. I don't want, I don't want to talk surgery stuff because I think that same day we started talking about that, uh, Monty was with us. Yeah, and he talked and about Ezra. Ezra. Mm-hmm. So you know, between the three of us, like. Shout out Ezra, Easy. The, prin- the prince of the North End, yeah. who also had his open heart surgery. I had mine at age 10. Um, I had an atrial septal defect on my left ventricle. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know, but I basically learned I had, a hole- smart. I had a hole in my heart the size of a nickel. Oh. God damn. Um, that was undetected at birth. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people find that at birth. In your heart organ? Straight In up? my heart organ, oh yeah. My a hole. Oh, my God. And, a nickel? Um, so- what? Yeah. So uh, what happened was younger Dweez, shout out to Sean Ye, also the guy who you. saved my life, uh, he got the flu once. And we were at the doctor. And while we were there, I was just like, 
being a little shit and annoying. Like, <laughs> why does he get all the attention? Listen to my heart. And so she came and listened to my heart, mm-hmm. and she was like, and she actually listened, and she was like, uh, you've got a problem. Oh, like, shit. And she listened, this woman, to Man. my heart and just discovered a heart murmur. Fuck, um, you know. Like, and, and when Sway kind of talks about his surgery here in a second, you'll know why it's so important that you catch these things early because, like, you know, I, I was told, like, when they found it, you know, I'm 10 years old, I play soccer, I'm, like, an active kid. Um, they're like, yeah, by the time you were, like, 16 or 18, you could have been out playing and dropped dead. Like, it could have been, you know what I mean? It could have been the type of thing where there would be no tea time with dweez, there would be no none of that shit because... Um, you know this this hole had existed and it might not have been detected in in another way and it could have come out in a really bad way so i always have a and i still have the the staples at the top of the sternum and the you know the whole rib cage got cracked open and they went in and they fixed it and thankfully my surgery went extremely <coughs> well and like two years later i got you know all clear all the, the all clear and they repaired it and what was crazy was the doctors left and they told my parents it was going to be like a three or four hour surgery or whatever and they came out uh, about an hour and a half in and my mom thought I thought I di- thought I died they thought they thought you know I didn't make it but they actually had like set like a record for the fastest time that they were able to do this complicated procedure so they're like yeah no your son's fine we just got it done way earlier in advance world. we just so, want to screw with you and just tell you <laughs> yeah right so so that's that's sort of my quick story I don't know Ezra's full story but I do think he's he's healthy and and you know he's Kicking coming to North the End, North End. yeah. So so I think he's good. And love you, Azzy. There might be others in in the North End I don't know about. But but Sway, why don't you tell us? Because I know it sounds like you you know you've you've had multiple heart surgeries and <laughs> they've been much more recent than mine. So I was uh, at the young age of thirty. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was born as a twin, and uh, my brother Jaime was he was fine. Mm-hmm. With me, they said they detected a murmur. But, you know, when it comes down to infants, they'll grow out of, you know, murmur stages and stuff like that. So, um, when I always did my skateboarding and stuff like that, and gym, like the PE in school, I always get really exhausted. And especially right now, I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I get really tired. Um, I never really thought about it. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm just young and just doing so, I have so much energy. So, when it came down to the, the night of the day I was working at I was a forklift driver at Costco I still am a forklift driver I'm on disability right now but <laughs> I felt lightheaded I don't know what was going on I was going through a lot and I knew my managers were pushing because I was working in the in the cooler area not the freezer but the cooler area mm-hmm. so when I got out of the cooler area with my forklift I felt a little dizzy and that's when I realized, like, okay, I'm going to pass out. Stood up, got out of my forklift, walked. I saw, like, a stack of pallets. Closed my eyes for one second. I just had tunnel vision. I already knew I was going to pass out. Hit my, I fell off the stack of pallets that I had. A uh, forklift driver passed by. Hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah. He goes, dude, you were shaking. Like, you look like you had seizures. I'm like, I never had a seizure before. Paramedics came. They took me to the um, little emergency room hospital by my job, another doctor came in. Oh, you're fine. You're, you just had a seizure. We're just going to give you some IVs. You'll be fine. Another doctor came in. Asian. Mm-hmm. Poor dude. Shout out. He checked my heart. I was like, you know what, dude? I'm going to give you a CT scan. Mm. 
Are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. All right, cool. We're going to get an MRI as well because you ate your head, whatever. Your head was a little swollen. Your brain was a little swollen, but you're fine. But your heart, I think you have a murmur. I'm like, okay. So what do you have to do? We have to give you open heart surgery. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah. What do you want me to do? <laughs> no, stop. Please don't touch me. Have you kind of been preparing for that? For, because you had been... I wasn't prepared because I never knew about it. Uh, My mom, she knew that I had murmur when I was a kid, but she never knew the effects. Uh, that was November 13 of 2006. I, they transferred me to the clinical uh, um, hospital to the Good Samaritan in L.A. And I was so drugged up. I was like, dude, hit the sirens, man. <laughs> so the ambulance guys, they loved me. Uh-huh. I had eight hours of surgery, two doctors, um, a non-blood transfusion, and uh, I was came back from recovery. I didn't hear anybody. Everybody's oh, everybody was talking to you. I don't remember. All I remember was waking up and my brother was um, um, standing right next to me, and they were tripping out because. They saw him walking in uh, to see me in ICU, and they were like, what the fuck are you doing out of bed? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm here to see my twin. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, hey, bro, you know, everything's fine. Your surgery went well. It was eight hours, but everybody's here for you, blah, blah. And he, all he said, he just touched my arm, and that's when I woke up. Uh, I saw tubes out of nowhere. Uh, I wanted, like, I was handcuffed. I'm like, what the fuck? Doctors even told me to. I was like... Do you know why we handcuffed you? I'm like, well, basically, yeah. The first thing I wanted to do was that freaking rip that damn tube out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah. So I was there for maybe a few days for a recovery. And all I, I, I think a friend of mine told me, because there was a lady screaming at a doctor mm-hmm. and not realizing later on it was, um, who was that one actor from Three's Company? Uh, oh Tony Depp. No, wait. Three's Company. Why can't I remember who's in Three's Company? Me, neither. Three's Company. <laughs> oh, it's it's that. Uh, it's the blonde, the brunette, and the white boy with the comb over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was his wife, and she got mad because he had the same procedure at you know as me. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty upset, knowing that hey, how come you can save his life but you can't save his, oh, your my husband's life? I'm like, well, your husband's already old, so I'm like, okay. So he didn't make it? He didn't make it. Yeah. Oh, fine, never know. It's killing me right now because I was thinking about it all day today, too. <laughs> John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah, so. After that, um, my two doctors, Dr. Chevelle and Dr. Arcidi. Dr. Arcidi got promoted after my surgery because everybody from Germany knew about it because it was a bicuspic valve that was... Everybody's born with three leaves that open and close. Uh-huh. I was only born with two, uh-huh. so it was barely. So I was getting a lot of oxygen and blood going at the same time. Mm. So they fixed that. They put extra uh, skin tissue. Mm-hmm. So after that it was fine, but they told me you're gonna come back later, maybe in another forty years, mm-hmm. because we need. You might need like a basically a whole valve change. Uh-huh. All right, fine, that's fine. So. My first doctor, Dr. City, got promoted. He went to Yale University, so he's a professor there. So Dr. Um, Dr. Chevelle, he's my awesome-ass doctor. So he go from Good Samaritan, he goes to um, the USC Keck Hospital now. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the top um, cardiologist surgeons there. 
So I see him all the time. I see him every six months. So he hooks me up. My mom loves seeing him. So they're like, they have a good friendship. So I have my doctor in speed dial. So anything happens, I could call him anytime I want. So it's a cool connection that we have. Um, years later, I was 30. My cousin Gabriel, he, he had a brain aneurysm when he turned 30. And so it was all from my mom's side of the high blood pressure family. Yeah. So my brother was freaking out. I'm like, hey, I feel like I'm going to get this. Uh-huh. I was like, Mijo, you're fine. You're like 36. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. My brother had a heart attack. And uh, he was fine. But he was more scared knowing that he didn't want to have another one. And I don't know. With him, he was perfectly fine. They did physical exams, everything. He was fine. It just, mm-hmm. it just happened randomly. Mm-hmm. It just scary. But he was just happy knowing that he spent time with his daughter before mm-hmm. he did pass away. And I was happy knowing that my brother had his brain aneurysm when my mom was there. <laughs> Sorry. No, man. When he was there, sh- when he was there shaving his head because he was going for a doctor visit, my mom just right away heard him. And the ambulance came in and he was just right there and, and took some care. And I think it took us mostly a week to call everybody in. I was like, hey, you know what? I don't think he's going to make it. Just say your goodbyes. Or just talk to him. Just a normal time. So, yeah. So you guys had time a little bit to to talk. You knew knew it was coming. Yeah. They were talking about brain surgery, more Mm. surgeries. And my dad's like, you know what? Can you give me and my family someone one time? And that was it. I said, what's the best way to do it? Well, we could just give you, like, hair. All we do is just make him feel comfortable and we just pull the plug. And I wasn't there, thank God. Mm-hmm. So I was just there with the, in the cafeteria of the K- USC Keck cafeteria, and my friend seen me, and he was just like, hey, he went well. He yeah. didn't shake. Mm-hmm. He just see his toes just tighten up, and he just let go. Mm-hmm. Later on, I had a pain in my kidney. Mm-hmm. So I had another kidney. <laughs> I had kidney surgery. Mm-hmm. So they were looking into kidney transplants, but they said it was just an um, artery. I was in my back, so they fixed that. From another doctor called Dr. Han, he's a badass, because he worked on my new surgery here in my neck area. Mm-hmm. So he had to put a, um, a catheter tube in my main aorta, and another doctor did a neurologist. He had to go in through my brain. So I have a big-ass fucking scar. Felt like I was in a big, huge fight, but... <laughs> It's just surgery. I'm just saying, street cat, street yeah. cred. <laughs> yeah, so I'm was, here now. So five was, months later. How long ago was that yeah, one? The, the one on five the months was, ago. Yeah, this was in this during season two, right? Yeah, yeah. this is during like the playoffs. Yeah. And I was so pissed off, like, because I was watching the MLS while I'm waiting for my fucking next surgery. I'm like, I wish I would have been there, but fuck that shit. I'm kind of <laughs> glad they did, the boys didn't make it because I would have missed this match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've been through a lot. And especially my mom's side, knowing my cousin Gabriel, we were really close with, and knowing that he just had a brain aneurysm. And that's what scared me the most, and scared my brother the most, too. Knowing that I lost my twin, I lost my best friend, but I have somebody close to him, and that's his daughter, that's my niece. Yeah. So she loves soccer, she played soccer in, a, in high school. She loves to drive fast, so... She doesn't want me to ride a bike. Like, I, I want to buy a moto. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Dad rode a moto. He always got into little accidents. I don't want you to get that. I'm like, all right, yeah. fine. 
I mean, for people who have, like, spent significant times in hospitals and, like, the type of life that involves, like, these type of surgeries and stuff, it's, like, it's really wild because you're, like, kind of always living on this weird in-between stage and, like, waiting for your life to, like, start back to normal, but then something happens. And, I mean, for you, Sway, it's, like, you know, it sounds like, especially in the last, you know, 10, 15 years has been been really wild at you know most of those memories for me are like core memories from when I'm a kid yeah. you know and like all the time I spent in the hospital like when I think of like you know hospital cafeteria foods and I remember waking up and looking down and, and I remember feeling the pipe in my throat and being able and looking down and seeing all those tubes coming out of yeah. me and just feeling so scared you know feeling like I'm never going to be able to do anything again like I'm never going to be able to play with my friends I mean like I miss like all of second grade and like you know and just like the fear that it's impossible and now like being on this side of it you know i ran 50 miles like yeah. you know a couple months ago yes, like, i want to do that too I, you yes, know it's it, it, it's i want to do that too but the, i might speed walk yeah the body's a but the body is like a miraculous <laughs> thing it's 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 so miraculous and it's so fragile right like yeah. it's so it's crazy what like you can recover from mm-hmm. and it's quasi crazy how quickly like the body can deteriorate yeah or something can break or a surgery that's needed and like we're not perfect yeah that's something we're not perfect <clears throat> and so like you know part of the thing when i meet someone like sway who's also had op- you know open heart surgery is just like you know it's you've had you had like your rib cage cracked open and i have these like weird memories of the surgery <laughs> i think like, you can still see my i woke up i think in the surgery at one point and like i remember i don't know it better be there yeah, yeah. it was pretty hardcore <laughs> And then for the listeners, uh, we're, 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 easier just we're putting up our, their, their our shirts scars. right now. Yeah, good thing we don't have the video set up yet. Yeah, <laughs> thank so God. you don't have to worry about this. So if the the cover for this episode is just going to be nipples. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm perfect with that. Yeah, I don't care. Dewey's way surprisingly great shape, good body. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and there's like that other part of it too. I think like, I don't know, I don't know about for you, Sway, but like, for me, yeah, it was a pretty formative experience. You know, like. Yeah. You, I think at one point you are like dead or like they you know they put your heart on like a machine so you're not like the one pumping your heart yeah you know so you're like not really in your body so yeah. so there's like that that goes on for a second and like that's crazy you know it's a trip man yeah especially I don't want nobody to ever, ever go through this I know we know a few people like yeah. Easy and you and me and <laughs> yeah. I, like my brother and it, it just sucks knowing that you could walk up stand up and like what happened to Kobe? Yeah, yeah. Everyday mm-hmm. thing. Life. Just life. It just just happens. Yeah. We're not perfect. This world is not perfect. We just gotta look at each other and just give each other a hug and. Yeah. Well, you enjoy the moments, right? Like, yeah. I think, no matter what happens, how long you live or don't live, it's a pretty small amount of time in the grander scheme of things, you know. So, so we come have on, a boys, very, yeah, give us an MLS cup so we can be yeah. happy again. <laughs> we have a we have a very little <laughs> amount of time to do what it is we're doing we're gonna do here. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, whether whether it's just something you love, like painting, you know, that's, have, that's, having some yeah, tea with that, your mates, yeah. and first of all, especially I haven't surfed like in a in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Ever since my brother passed away, it was hard for me to get back in the water. Mm-hmm. I only did once when I made a a special little flower wreath for my brother. Mm-hmm. I just paddled out. I took one wave and I just threw it out, and and after that, I never went back. It was kind of hard for me. It's still kind of hard for me to go back surfing. Yeah, yeah. It's like was, was he a big surfer? Did he love? We it? both surfed at the same time. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was fun. I uh, 
a good friend of ours, Steve Wilson. He really got my brother was like, "Dude, we need a sir." All right, cool, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he's like a family member of mine, so he's a cool cat. He takes his kids surfing all the time. He calls me whenever he can when I go yeah. surfing. I'm like, I tell him I'm not ready yet. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. well, whenever you're here, bro. Just whenever you're ready, let me know. We already have your board. I already got four board <coughs> like long boards. So I wore. I, I love riding ten footers. I hate short boards. Right. I'm not a shredder. I'm a cruiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely <laughs> shows in your demeanor. I can tell. I, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> it's cruiser, a cruiser. You got yeah. the low riders. Yeah. You got the long boards. <laughs> exactly. Ain't about the short, snappy, neurotic surfing. Yep. Now, I know LAFC Marcus and I. We talked about surfing, and he goes surfing all the time. Yeah. So yeah. Like I told him, hey, when I'm ready, bro, just let me know. Call me up, and we'll go. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I mean, that's pretty wild also, like, I, I, none of us have twins, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you grew up, you guys did everything together, I'm yeah. sure, you know, like, every step of your life was together, it's... Fought a lot, mm-hmm. it was like a love-hate relationship, but that's always siblings, though. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah. especially brothers. <laughs> if, he was, if, if he was around for the LAFC days, would you think he would... Uh, I showed him he, a crest. He, oh, he did? Yeah, and he was, a, he, was a, he was a big Galaxy fan, I showed him the crest, and like, all right. <laughs> I showed. I bought the scarf and everything. I'm like, all right. And then when he passed away, like a bunch of my friends that are Galaxy fans and stuff like that, they throw in Galaxy jerk um, um, scarves in his coffin. I'm like, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's our so respect because he loved the fact that he just loved that sport. He yeah, played yeah. in Germany. He oh, was really? a goalkeeper for a small little U.S. Um, U.S. Um, men's team league. Mm. Okay. So he played in Stuttgart Stadium. So oh, I have wow. that scarf that he got. So I wear yeah. that proudly. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, so. And especially now, now my little niece, she loves playing left wing. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a goalkeeper. I start laughing. Like, You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> You're so scared of that ball. I could do it. I'd be like, Dad. I'm like, all right, whatever, girl. Has she been to the North End? Yeah, I took her a few times. Yeah? That's awesome. I, love I took that. her a few times. I love that. She loves it. She, um, I, she, and my brother just took her to the Galaxy Games, mm. and I finally took her to the LAFC match maybe like a couple of years ago in the mm. first match. And she's like, yeah, this is way better than Carson. But I'm like, <laughs> what the? Did you say Carson? Well, you always say fuck Carson, right? I'm like, yeah, but don't say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So are you, That's you know, so we've, we've seen the angel. What, what else does, does Sway have up his sleeve in terms of art for, uh, for this? Me for and this Monster. Season? Yeah. From Lucky Boys, yeah, we got something going on for that huge ass wall. Uh huh. Okay. Which wall? Which wall, sweet? The wall that we're always on. Uh, oh, okay. It's a thirty foot banner, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what it is? Thirty foot. I don't know. It's up to you if you want to reveal it, or we can just I make mean, them th- wait. This will probably. Well, you guys can wait. This will probably come out after. Yeah, after you, it's revealed. Let's just say it's um, and not an homage, but it's basically what we sing in the chants all the time. Mm. All right. I like this. A like hint. That. A hint. Beautiful. All right, Very cool. good. And with that little <laughs> nugget of a hint, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Thank you to all the first and last time listeners. Yes. Thank you for the pe- to the people that have been with us for a long time. Thank you to Sway. Thank you to Sway for, for coming, coming through. through. Did no, you thank want to you drop boys any, for inviting me? This is fucking fun. Any social handles or anything? Yeah. Um, at Sway thirteen underscore. All right. And. Uh, Henny, 
they need some uh, sponsorship. Hey. So <laughs> come on, come on, we come actually, on, honey. You know what? It's so sad. I feel like we've like given up on that. I know. Fuck it. Hey, you know what? I'm going on some uh, monkey shoulder, yeah, yeah, good yeah, scotch yeah. whiskey. So fuck that. We're shit. open for business, y'all. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Wait, so wait. Also, bef- wait before before you go. There was some oh, yeah. breweries you were recommending. What was this brewery you got? I haven't even heard. Of I this. every time I go to Southtown, San Diego, okay. I always go to Fall Brewery. That's uh-huh. a cool little punk. Brewery, okay. I think you'll like it. Tight. And then the other one's Border X in Bar- uh, Barrio Logan. Mm. You know, there's a Border X in Bell. Mm-hmm. The original one's in Border X in Barrio Logan in San Diego. Okay. There you go. Swag's coming over here throwing out brewery names that I've never heard of, and I've realized that most of the world has passed me by, but now I'm realizing even the brewery world. There's new Sichuan hot pot places that are popping up that I didn't know about. Do you guys understand how mad I get when someone, when I read in the LA Times that there's a new Chongqing hot pot restaurant that I haven't already eaten at that they're reviewing? Do you know how that makes me feel inside? It makes me feel like LAFC signed a new DP that I'd never heard of. (laughs) Slim, you can close it out. And on that bomb, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Leave us some comments. Ask us some questions. Leave us some reviews. We'll see you guys next week. Listen to DJ Quick, or I'm going to do a whole episode only about DJ Quick the whole time, and Slim and Josh are going to hate me. Yeah. That was actually the first rapper I met. (laughs) Really? One of them. Stay tuned for that story on another episode (laughs) of the FCFC Pod. Peace, y'all. Good day. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, 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 FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FSA, 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 FSA,